0: Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, and I have a Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and Odyssey. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. Tonight's podcast is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head to head fantasy matchups, winner take all. Sign up for free right now at StatHero.com slash hockey and use promo code Hockey for a 100% deposit match. Stay tuned to hear more about Stat Hero's great offers and why they should be your go-to destination for fantasy sports. On tonight's podcast, we are going to be continuing our Advent Calendar series. This is now Day 7. We've had a number of different topics and memories that we've gone over, some players, some teams that were very special. Tonight's show, we're going to focus on one player in particular and why I think he's always going to be... Very highly regarded around Winnipeg, even though he only played a handful of games for the Jets. And then after that, we will dive into Seattle versus Winnipeg, which is uh, the first time the Jets have ever faced the Kraken. A team that, despite having a pretty bad-looking record so far, has actually started winning at home and presents a genuine threat with the way the Jets play. You know, Winnipeg is a slower team, Seattle is very fast, loves rapid counters, has a lineup that actually has some underappreciated skill which for the Jets is always an issue. So we'll check in on that game in a little bit. But first, I wanted to continue our Advent Calendar series. And uh, I mentioned that there was a player, I feel, who, even though he only spent some time with the Jets, has earned a special place in Winnipeg Fan Hearts for the rest of his career. And that guy is actually Lee Stepniak. Lee kind of came to us from, I think it might have been Carolina or maybe the Rangers. The funny thing with Stepniak is that he's basically been over the entire NHL. The joke used to be that he probably played for enough teams to the point where the number of teams he hadn't played for is actually a smaller number than the teams he has joined previously. Stepniak came on during the 2014-15 season, and he was honestly one of the more underrated acquisitions. I think a lot of people at the time didn't really recognize the fact that Stepniak was such a good like, middle six or top six contributor, I think in the ideal role, he was on your third line. But Lee just seemed to constantly do positive things with the puck, whether it was scoring goals, creating great assists off of some good passes. He was very crafty below the goal line. I thought that his offensive positioning was very intelligent. In some ways, he reminded me a little bit of Matthew Perot. I don't think he was quite on the level of Perot, but in terms of somebody who could be a really effective winger and a, a great creator in space... You know this guy was a hundred percent that kind of player, and on a team that definitely needed more depth scoring options because you know guys like Thorburn and some of the other players had been around and were still part of this roster. The Jets bringing in Lee finally bolstered that bottom unit. We didn't have to worry about some of our our grindier players taking up those roster spots. Instead, we had genuine skill, and I think somebody like Stepniak was the perfect acquisition. The kind of trade deadline move that was very cheap. I don't know if he cost more than like a third or a second round pick. Might have been even less, to be honest. I forget. It's been a long time since that deal happened, but the long and short of it was it was a very cheap deal. Stepniak came in, immediately started producing, and then I'm pretty sure he scored the Jets first home playoff goal of the 2.0 franchise era. So that was really flippin' cool. It happened against Anaheim. Uh, I think the, the entire roof of MTS basically came off, and it was such a cool feeling. Stepniak though didn't end up hanging around and for some reason the Jets just weren't really interested in re-signing him. For a team that had just come off of a playoff run and had seen demonstrably great performance from Stepniak despite very limited ice time, I was very puzzled as to why the Jets didn't sign him. I do know that post uh post Jets his his Kane's career was a little bit topsy-turvy. I think uh he was with Boston for a bit. That didn't go according to plan, but you know with the Jets If he had stayed, would he have been a really good contributor? Would he have kept scoring? Maybe, maybe not. I still think that there's a pretty decent argument that his level of production and the way that he was playing was honestly a great fit for the Jets, but the team seemed to want to go in a different direction. I will say that I think Stempniak for me is the kind of player that I I always like in a lot of respects. There's a hardworking, gritty, determined player, but somebody who is actually skilled and brings some veteran-savvy experience. I know that, you know, veterans with this team... Oftentimes the Jets sign really bad ones, but Stemniak, he was the rare really great veteran and somebody who played his role perfectly, who could actually be, you know, flexed up and down the lineup if you were in a serious pinch. And for what the Jets paid for him, he was a bargain deal. So I think he was a great player. I think Winnipeg honestly made a mistake in not retaining him. I know he probably would not have wanted to uh, take a particularly large deal. It just seemed like he wanted a place to stay and settle down you know, at least for a couple of seasons, but for some reason the Jets just kind of said no, and I think for me that sort of stuff, when you find a player who actually wants to stay and is free agent and, you know, somebody who's actually productive, you're not going to waste money resigning them, it just makes me feel strange that the Jets, who have trouble attracting free agents to begin with, wouldn't resign him. You know, he wasn't really taking up somebody's roster spot, We didn't have many players like him, and if the Jets wanted to make the postseason the year after, they really couldn't afford to just let him walk, but they uh, ultimately let him go. He went on to Carolina, had a bit of a a troubled few seasons. He's retired now, and I'm happy for him. He's had a great career. He's played for so many teams. I'm sure his jersey closet has at least one of every NHL squad out there, probably because he's come close to playing for almost all of them, but he will always have that little bit of extra charm because of what he did during the postseason and in the few regular season games that he played for the Jets. A very fun player, somebody that I think the Jets honestly made a great deal on. They don't often get trade deadline acquisitions 100% correct. There have been a couple of misses, mostly because the the coach and the uh, general manager don't always see eye-to-eye on their roles. I believe Kevin Hayes, for me, is probably one of the most frustrating cases. A guy who definitely should have been in Winnipeg's top six, but somehow found himself on the fourth line, and the Jets did not survive that that playoff run. So hopefully Winnipeg finds another player like Stepniak someday, a guy who can be very valuable. I think Toninato is probably the most similar-ish kind of player that they've signed recently. Uh, there aren't really many veterans that they bring in, um, and the ones that they do bring in, usually aren't so good. I think Riley Nash is a great example of somebody who just didn't really bring what the Jets were looking for, unfortunately. So, you know, Stepniak, we'll always uh, remember him for his playoff goals. Hopefully he's enjoying his retirement. And uh, we're now actually going to talk a little bit more about the present-time Jets as we're currently watching the Kraken. And this is probably a team that a couple of years ago Stepniak might have actually been able to make. Obviously he's retired now, so he wouldn't be on this team. But, uh, you know, this Kraken roster... This is the kind that could definitely use some of that veteran wile, some of that scoring skill, and really that offensive depth. All that said, you know, the Jets might still be struggling against this Kraken team. They have given the Jets a pretty good opening period, and we'll check in on how it's gone in just a moment. Before we get ahead of ourselves, though, I thought you should hear a little bit more about Stat Hero and why their daily fantasy hockey approach should make them your go-to fantasy sports option. When it comes to fantasy sports setting your lineup managing your team rosters making trades and keeping up with real world sports events to manage your team can be a daunting workload you see, no one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better, but traditional fantasy sports are a long term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head to head fantasy matchups, winner take all. The craziest part? Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face one on one. This never before seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. With Stat Hero, You are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head to head is what daily fantasy should be one on one. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash hockey. Don't forget to use promo code hockey for a 100% match on your very first deposit. Stathero.com slash hockey. Again, stathero.com slash hockey. Terms and conditions apply. If you're somebody who loves living an active lifestyle and you love going to the gym or working out or even going on runs outside, you might have heard a little bit about stance, and it's something I've actually come across pretty recently myself. Stance has been making the rounds, and recently they just launched a brand new line of active apparel, and it's perfect for those holiday gift ideas. Stance's brand new socks, shirts, joggers, and hoodies are super comfortable and extremely well made. Their clothing often comes in extremely fun patterns, brand new designs, and modern fashion sensibilities so you'll always be in style no matter what you want to wear. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Everything you wear should be an expression of who you are and how you feel. Whether you're into The Office, Star Wars, or even Major League Baseball, Stance Apparel has something just for you. Express yourself with Stance Apparel. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in, that those who feel good do good. So go see for yourself. Register for an account at Stance.com and get 50% off your first order using promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. Thanks for making Locked on Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are checking in live on Winnipeg versus Seattle. We'll probably get a couple of periods on this episode done It's a very late start, 10 p.m., which, you know, my time, it's pretty bleary-eyed. For you, it's just 9 p.m. Central, so hopefully you still have another hour to uh, sit through this game. But for the time being, I will talk you through at least some of the action. The first period has passed, and we're into the second period now. And I would say for the first period, uh, a bit of a back-and-forth affair. The Jets actually took a 1-0 lead thanks to Dominic Toninato, who, in my mind, is still a very savvy addition. If you're looking for one of those Stepniak kind of players... Tananato is kind of that guy. He's not, you know, nearly the same age and he doesn't really have as much NHL experience and yet he plays with a, a pretty good amount of composure. I feel like his decision making under pressure has been good. He's got that really hard work ethic, somebody who wants to constantly force turnovers, he looks for defensive plays. I just really enjoy his his style of hockey. I think he's an underrated, underappreciated player and uh somebody who can feature on your fourth line without dragging it down. So You know, that's a a pretty low bar, you might say, but it's enough for me to at least like him a bit. The Jets often don't bring in great fourth liners, so it's nice when one of those veteran additions is actually pretty good. As to how the Jets handled the Seattle Kraken, I I felt like Winnipeg did an okay job. The Kraken have to rely a lot on four checks and counters, especially speedy counters with guys like Brandon Tanev, because when you look at the roster, it's very top-heavy and there's not a lot of scoring depth. You know, outside of guys like Jordan Eberle, uh, Jaden Schwartz, and some of the other players, there's just not really a lot of places where they're going to be getting tons of elite finishes, right? This team has to rely on hard-working shifts, forcing turnovers, um, looking to kind of get teams into mistakes and, and intercept passes. But if you catch Seattle inside their own defensive zone, they have struggled a bit, and they're certainly susceptible off the rush. So this is not a really strong team, but the style of hockey that they play it's a little bit reminiscent of Vegas and Calgary, um, Calgary from a couple of years ago. That that version of Calgary and that version of Vegas definitely gave the Jets a lot of fits. But I think despite having a pretty back-and-forth period, I, I didn't see Seattle creating all that many amazing chances. There were a couple of shots that I think Hellebuck had to be pretty wise to. But in general, it seemed like the Jets were creating some really dangerous opportunities themselves. Pierre-Luc Dubois hit one off of the post. There was a nice forced turnover with an interception, and Dubois just turned and fired it, and somehow it pinged off the post and behind Grubauer, but didn't go in. Aside from that chance and the Toninato goal, there wasn't a lot else going on. I mean, the Jets did all right. I think the Kraken didn't have many great opportunities. They did um, end up getting a couple of power plays, if I recall correctly. But there was one that they should have been penalized on, a play that Adam Larson made. Uh, Larson kind of shoved Ehlers into the boards. It was right before the end of the first, and I'm really shocked that it wasn't called. I know that uh, you could say this game had a couple of chippy moments. There was a lot of stick uh, stick work, I would say. That's a very nice euphemism for guys kind of slashing each other, hooking, doing all the usual stuff. But I felt like they let a lot of that go. This one kind of needed to be called, though, because it was a pretty dangerous hit. Larson, you know, he he did hit Ailers a little bit away from the boards, but he kind of shoved them face first, and that's that's uh definitely a no-no, so not really thrilled about that. Um it was just a weird first period. I felt like this is the first time the Jets have faced the Kraken. Seattle's counter pressure, it is risky and dangerous, but you know, for the Jets, it felt like they were capable of handling it, but if the Jets kept giving Seattle power play opportunities, I was a bit concerned that at some point that would bite them. We all know Winnipeg does not handle PKs all that well. Winnipeg's penalty kill is more often done by just conceding goals because there's no way they're going to stop them. So, yeah, uh, an interesting first period. I don't know that there was a lot to report on, um, but it certainly set the stage and, hey, the Jets had a lead. Against a team at home that has been doing pretty well inside its own rink, I think the Jets... Could at least be decently satisfied with this effort, certainly more than the game against Carolina that was just honestly pretty embarrassing. There are still 40 minutes to go in this game though, so we'll check in on the second period in just a little bit. But before then, I thought you should hear a little bit about Primal Origins Oils for your beard, which if you've got a beard and you're looking for the best in beard care products, Primal Origins Oil should be your first stop. Got beard? Get primal. You heard me right. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with a product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. Their products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes all the bombs, oils, and whipped butter your beard needs to feel the best around. All products are Fair Trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. Be sure to check out their combo kits that make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Most companies try to focus on fragrance first, and that leads to a product that doesn't feel great on your skin. Primal Origin Oils took a step back and focused on the ingredients first to ensure a product that feels great and still smells fantastic. We know that every company out there claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel and beard to the other companies you've used. We promise you'll see and feel the difference. Remember the code LOCKEDON that gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Again, use promo code on at checkout for 20% off. Go to PrimalOriginOils.com today. BetOnline has you covered all season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Not into football? No problem, because BetOnline has you covered for all of the other sports action you could possibly want. It should be your number one destination for all your online betting needs. Head to their new, updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Whether you want to play some bets on a Baltimore Ravens game, or you're more interested in who might be your standout scorer from the next Winnipeg Jets outing, BetOnline should be the only place you place your online bets on that next hotly anticipated game. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action, so don't hesitate to sign up today for a free account, and be sure to use promo code On to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hello friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are closing out tonight with some final thoughts on the second period of Seattle vs. Winnipeg. We'll have the closing thoughts in tomorrow's episode, as tonight's game does indeed stretch past midnight my time, which is not great. So, we, uh, we've we just finished the uh, the middle period, and honestly, the Jets, yeah, they, they played okay for about half of the period, and then as Seattle started to dial up the pressure and kind of chase the game a little bit, Winnipeg started falling apart. There were a couple of shifts in particular where defenders either just completely froze and Hellebuck got pelted, or... Somebody lost their assignments. I don't really know what was happening. It was very strange. Guys just stopped skating. Um, Players abandoned the back check like Mark Scheifele did on one particular rush. It set up a 2-on-1 against Schmidt. And then, you know, it was just like, it was very frustrating to watch. I felt like the Jets really, at least in the first couple of minutes, had the, the initiative and the jump. But then as the Kraken started to take over, Winnipeg was basically getting bailed out by Hellebuck. I know it's a road game and all and against a very feisty opponent, but the Jets really can't afford to lose games like this against teams that are, quite honestly, struggling a lot more than they should. This should be an opportunity for Winnipeg to dominate a game or control it or at least, you know, score more than one goal and really throttle a team that has struggled out of the gates. But, you know, instead Winnipeg has given the Kraken a lot of openings and I feel like at some point tonight Seattle will break the goose egg and honestly I would expect them to win. I think they've been the better team. I'm kind of concerned the Jets are starting to sit back and not really get their defensive markings right. Some of the lanes are a lot more open than they should be. It's just a, a bit of a messy game, and I'm not really thrilled with the performance. Uh, I know that there are 20 minutes left, and maybe the Jets extend the lead, and it's not like the Jets haven't generated any dangerous chances at all. It just feels like Seattle is the team that's starting to really control play, and when that happens, Winnipeg starts making a lot of mental mistakes, a lot more turnovers, And uh, Hellebuck can only bail you out so much and for so long, so it'd be nice if the Jets kind of woke up and, and got around to finishing this game out. They still have a period left, maybe they'll prove my doubts to be baseless, but, you know, we've all seen the same show and dance with this team. It's not exactly shocking when they lead through two periods and then blow it in the third, so... We'll find out. I'm I'm just not really getting great feelings about this game. And then tomorrow night, the Jets then have to face Vancouver. And sure, the Canucks might not be the world's best team either, but they're on a two-game win streak under a brand-new coach who preaches a kind of hockey that I think would make the Jets pretty vulnerable. So yeah, this road trip uh, could go pretty poorly. I mean, Winnipeg is, what, 3-6 and six in their last nine games? It's just not good enough, and tonight needs to be a win if the Jets want to start that climb back up. The further they slip in the division, the less and less likely it is that they'll actually secure a wild card spot. I'm trying not to hit the panic button yet, but I think there are signs that Winnipeg could be in a little bit of trouble. If they can see this win out and maybe get a point tomorrow, they can at least stem the bleeding and try to turn things around. Because right now, the team is just not up to standard. We'll have to wait to see how the Jets perform until tomorrow, though. So that is actually going to be all the time that we have for tonight's show. Thank you for making Locked on Jets your first listen of the day, every day. On tomorrow night's episode, we will finish out thoughts on this game and then talk about Winnipeg versus Vancouver, most likely through the first two periods as the third again sits through midnight, which is pretty tough to get through on the daily schedule, so stay tuned for a later episode to uh, finish out any additional thoughts from that game. But for tonight, that is going to do it. Be sure to make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all your favorite platforms, so be sure to follow and subscribe today. And as always, thank you for listening, have a great night, and go jetsco